0: Timberwolves the podcast, a show about our favorite team. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode three, everyone. The Timberwolves season is cruising along. Things are still good. Are we 20% of the way through the season? So not a crazy number like that. Don't start, don't start with those kind of numbers. I don't like that. That's I don't like when by. it gets to the point where. You know, the, the certain percentages of the season are already gone and we don't we haven't even seen it. It's it's it's, it's scary. I don't hey, like that. One fifth of the way through. No major injuries yet, though. So I mean, the NBA season is long, but yeah. unfortunately, that is not the Timberwolf season. The right. Timberwolf season ends in April. No matter what. Sometimes it ends in
1: March, and then there's just a bunch of <laughs> unfortunate events that happen at the Target Center in April.
0: There's always more NBA after that. Playoffs, things get exciting, but it's always sad when it's time for the Wolves to stay home.
1: I have a dream of one day going to the Target Center Timberwolves game in a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> it's May. It's June.
0: <laughs> the flowers I'm, are blooming.
1: Yeah, it's warm outside. <laughs> I have to fight through a crowd at Target Field to get to the Timberwolves game.
0: Yeah, I like that. We I hope that happens one day. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, you know do what we do every week, talk about uh, the Timberwolves, our favorite everything. team, our favorite team. That's how it goes. Thank you so much for listening to the show. That'd be kind of messed up if like we were actually huge Raptors fans or something like that. Yeah, it's like, it turns I mean, out we're, we're from doing Wisconsin. a Timberwolves
1: podcast because there's an opportunity
0: here, but we're actually huge Bucks fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start say talking about lineup, starting lineup already. You know, there's been, uh, you know, some suggestions from certain people, from some people in the media, and uh, it's just talking point stuff, typically, you know, fodder for the blogs and that sort of stuff. Um, Britt Robson at min Post, um, you know, I think, you know, he was kind of the one that, uh, you know, got the ball rolling possibly by suggesting that Zach Levine finally move into that starting spot. Uh, like the, promised he would be
1: at the yeah, beginning of the season before the season started. Yeah, I feel like there was it. a lot of
0: handering about that early on. Went and and out yeah. of his
1: way to say that to the media, only yeah. to re- recapitulate.
0: Right, and so I think that sort, of, that sort of is why this is the easy step to go to is because... The Wolves have already kind of been over this bridge before. They've at least considered it, right? Absolutely. And
1: uh, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago in our very first episode. We talked about Zach Levine's role on the team. And we were talking about Kevin Martin and his trade value. And Mm. I said it at the time that the best way to increase a player's trade value if you do want to move him is to play him with Ricky Rubio as often as you can. Yeah, feature them. Kevin Martin's been struggling this season. I think that this is a move more than anything to get him going again. He's been so bad mm. coming off the bench, and he might just not be getting into his rhythm. I don't think he's pouting about it. I know he had some family stuff that he missed some time for, so maybe some personal life stuff going on. But either way, he has not been in his rhythm so far, and we need to get him going because we can't trade him for anything, and he's useless to us if he's shooting, like, Thirty percent from the field,
0: right? Yeah, and, and you know, I think Kmart. You know, although I think he did take it like a like a good soldier when it was you know announced that he would be coming off the bench to start the season. He obviously wants to start. He wants to play. He's a proud vet. You know, so now that he is back in the starting line, he lineup, said it
1: wasn't a question at uh media day. When oh he was yeah, asked the first about day. was not a question. question. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's definitely a starter. He <laughs> yeah. Said. And so, I mean, I think he's getting his wish. I think what's encouraging is that we see with Towns and Wiggins and Rubio, the defense is there, especially with KG. Yep. So we're able to make this move where we could subtract Tayshawn Prince without hurting like,
0: the overall defense of the first unit. And we definitely needed some more scoring from that unit defense has been stellar and you know i think even though kevin martin is a minus on the defensive end you know i think uh you know it's it's something that the wolves just need to monitor throughout the year of what types of things they do need in that starting lineup and right now they need some offense
1: it's easier to cover up for that when he lets his man blow by him when that man is going up against towns and garnett you know (laughs) the guy blows by kevin martin the turnstile defense
0: and he's got a safety net. Gorgie has not been that safety net this season. No, no. So, yeah, so Kmart into the starting lineup. That's interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. It's only been a couple games so far. Um, so we'll we'll have to see how that happens. And and also how it affects the second unit. Because yeah.
1: uh, reportedly Andre Miller will be playing some more minutes, yeah. which would seem to imply that Levine's getting shooting guard minutes on the second unit. I guess Shabazz would keep playing the three then in that situation. Because right. Bazzi's getting more minutes as well. So...
0: Yeah, everything, and that's that's fine. I mean, I think this can this is a season, especially early on, where things could be in flux, and it's not like there's any really red flags. You gotta try some stuff. Exactly. If, you, if you're, if you're uh, that's what the season's for.
1: We're not. This season's not about trying to make a playoff run. You know, we don't need to be running Tayshaun Prince out there at the expense right. of giving
0: Shabazz minutes. Right. Um, let's talk about the D League for a little bit. Um, the D League is. You know something that's sort of new for the league, uh, for the NBA. I guess I'm it's not sure when it was started. Really maybe, frustrating. maybe ten years, eight years, something like that. Um, and and yeah. And so the, the team right now. Um, is their D League affiliate is, is a Sioux Falls Skyforce, right? No, we don't have oh, an sorry. affiliate right now. Oh, sorry, well they don't have we their form, own. But we they formerly had
1: an, an affiliation with the S- Sioux Falls Skyforce. We shared. Them with, shared we team. shared them with the Miami Heat, and then yeah. the Miami Heat bought the team for exclusive rights, or at least bought the exclusive rights to it. Yeah. And so then we stopped using them. And for a season, we were sending our guys down to the Iowa Energy, and now we share with like now, fifteen now teams. Now that team got picked, <laughs> and so last season. Every team except one had an affiliation, so the remaining 15 teams in the league that didn't yeah. have D-League affiliations, <laughs> all, had to, all of them had to share the Mad Ants. <laughs> Was it Fort, Wayne, Fort Wayne Yeah, Indiana. With the crazy mascot. And yeah, so nightmare fuel. yeah, why would you ever want to send your guy down there because he's just competing for minutes with everyone every other team's guys? You need to have your own D League team and it just shows us your Tyus should be in the D-League right now. Yeah. He's not getting minutes right now. And I and I would love to send him to a developmental league where he could actually get some reps in and be learning instead yeah. of just seeing him in nice suits.
0: Yeah, right now he's getting a lot of inactive a lot of uh, you know did not play uh, that kind of that kind of thing. You know if he's not gonna he's not gonna play. You know the argument is let's get let's get him somewhere where he is gonna at least play some, some minutes. And uh, yeah, right now Ty is sitting on the bench and that's okay. He's not ready, but there should be a place where he can go and get some it's, get, some, get it's, some reps.
1: It's the future of the league. I think everyone yeah. knows it. Everyone's just kind of waiting around for every team to have. Their own. We just need to expand it so that there can be thirty D league teams. Yeah, but that's what makes it so frustrating. Is that it sucks to be on the outside. We were kind of in the wrong place, uh, ownership wise. I mean, David right. Kahn was running the show when this D league thing took off. I fully believe that if it was flip at the time. Flip's very forward-thinking about a lot of these. uh, He was very forward-thinking about a lot of the health issues and how you rest guys and how you can be smart about using science and data to keep guys healthy. And I think the D-League is an extension of that because it's kind of like a minor league team, theoretically. And if you can use that team... To like have subs come up whenever a guy gets injured, it's much easier to rest a guy whenever he's injured and just flip them out with the, you know, the NBA roster whenever you need to.
0: And, you know, if you have your own team, they're running your system. You have an extension of, of the NBA team out there in the D League kind of prepping them for a specific team rather than just prepping them for general NBA action.
1: Also, they're kind of your guinea pigs. We've seen a lot of smart teams like try theoretical, uh, you know, plays (laughs) and stuff. stuff, Like, like, yeah, yeah, this team's only going to shoot a lot of threes and run super (laughs) fast. We'll see what that is over time, how that works out or I know that like D-League players I think last year were using this technology that hooks up to them and monitors their heart rate and things like that that you would have to uh, like negotiate with the players union if you're trying to implement it NBA wide but since it's just the D-League they're like yeah we're going to have this whole team just try out this gear <laughs> and so like it would be a good way to you know and test like the out. motion trackers
0: and stuff right like they wear like the wearable motion tracking devices yeah and-
1: exactly and, and so it's a good way to test out these new ideas new technology new even rule changes they've shown they've been playing around with
0: the D-League so so, so where would the Timberwolves D-League play? team B? You know, I think, I think Rochester is number one on everybody's list. That makes the most sense. What do you think? Where, where, where could it be? Maybe some different ideas about where, where this team could be located. It probably in Minnesota, it's but it's gotta be close. In the Midwest. I think
1: one of the reasons why we didn't get a D league team is we were a little too proud on Sioux Falls and Iowa got taken <laughs> because we were like, well, those are the closest <laughs> are, ones. So now yeah. we can't go somewhere farther away, you, <laughs> you know? know? Yeah. And so assuming you're going to want to keep it as close as Iowa or uh Sioux Falls I mean Rochester has an arena already yeah um Duluth could have one Mankato yeah you could do one on Mankato Glenn Taylor
0: Taylor. he wants he wants everything in Mankato Dunks after
1: dark you know (laughs) um you know probably I I could see it being mostly in the Rochester Mankato area but Duluth I'd love I'd love for you guys to get a D-League team it might be a little too far
0: yeah All right, next thing we want to talk about is uh, something that was an in-arena feature for the, um, I believe it was the Golden State Warriors uh, big TNT game in the arena. They had a segment at a, the first timeout, I believe it was, or maybe it was the first end of the first quarter.
1: Courtesy we, of the Timberwolves Entertainment Network. They do such right. great work. T-E-N, good job, guys. I'm over always there. impressed
0: by their stuff. They do great stuff.
1: They've uh, gone viral a lot with like the Harlem Shake a couple years ago when yeah. uh, Crunch beat up the Miami fan. Like that's It right. seems
0: like once a year they'll make something that kind of goes viral on the NBA i think they do a great job over there um this year the um the segment that that uh that they did that was pretty funny uh mean tweets which is a segment jimmy kimmel uh does on his show on abc where they have uh celebrities and stuff read mean tweets about them so the wolves took this spun it and uh, had timberwolves players reading the mean tweets that get sent their way and man these guys get a lot of mean stuff Right. You alleged, check their timelines.
1: Alleged mean tweets, though, because <laughs> as somebody who has been a part of Internet culture now for a healthy amount of years, that didn't sound like real Internet hate. You know, there wasn't enough misspellings. There wasn't enough like, you know yeah there's not a cr- enough crudeness or violence racism re- re- yeah exactly Real- <laughs> racism <laughs> yeah to be a true representation of what these players probably see in their in their feeds all you have to do is like go to any tweet Instagram post whatever and just look at the comments oh, that oh, respond oh, oh, oh. to it and you'll just see what these guys actually get so the idea yeah, that like scum these, of the internet yeah these tweets that are like Zach Levine looks like a normal person which was <laughs> a funny one but like come on these are written by the PR staff
0: yeah or, or uh yeah what was it uh, Carl Anthony Towns looks like will Smith or something like that like, right comparing him to a, a hollywood actor not re- <laughs> no nah, not really a mean tweet there so i really mean so you know we took a look and tried to find some of the more deplorable some of the more you know harsh tweets from the some of these players this timelines is, this is
1: a true representation of the internet though we're not sugarcoating it we're giving you some examples of actual mean tweets that
0: these players get right so looking at ricky rubio's timeline something he got from somebody says rubio you suck I'd tell you to shoot yourself, but you'd probably miss. Ooh, You look like a chica. <laughs>
1: oh. Yikes. oh, man.
0: That's a, I hope Ricky didn't read that. That's I, a rough one. Don't read the comments, folks.
1: I think Ricky probably just uh, mouses over all the English ones, you mm. know, because yeah. it's like it's not his native language. He well. probably, it's just work for him to translate it. So he just scrolls yeah. to yeah. Yeah. I like Can't to think like these. everything on Ricky's phone is in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, it is. Spanish Twitter. What's
0: the next one we saw?
1: All right. We got one for uh, one of our rookies, Nemanja Bielitza. Mm. He's at Bielitza 88. This tweet says, go back to where you came from. Illegals like you are stealing American jobs. Hashtag make America great again. That is from at real Donald Trump.
0: Oh, even Donald Trump getting in on the action here. He's the Timberwolves players. He has so much time to tweet. It's
1: crazy. He's it's even like- getting after like, uh, you know, like bench players from. Bad teams in the NBA. Yeah, okay.
0: but he, you know, he's, you know, he's making his campaign on Twitter. So I guess he's thinking, the you know, let's just do as much as we Knows can. No here. bounds. Next one uh, is uh, is uh, sent to Andre Miller at Andre Miller. Uh, it says, get out of mini, you coach killing, squeaky voiced, creepy stashed, geriatric, washed up waste of a roster spot. Ooh. Cool 50 point game, though. <laughs> oh, okay. When uh, Andre Miller scored 52 points a couple years ago, I guess he saw that game.
1: I so, mean, that one was tough, but I got to say fair. Yeah. Tough, but fair. Sure, sure. All right. We got one more here. This was at Adrian underscore pain. Mm. That's the Twitter account of Tim Rolls Forward Adrian Payne. Mm-hmm. In case you weren't following along, yeah. and this one actually doesn't have any text. There's just a photo attached oh, just to a it. Link. Yeah, it's a photo of what looks like a well, definitely is an Adrian Payne voodoo doll. Ooh, this is kind of crazy. Actually, this is looks a, just like him. Very well done. Mm-hmm. I don't, I did, don't even see how they built this. It's like yarn, and it looks like a fabric scraps and for Ooh. eyes there's buttons ah, wow. it's a yarn mouth and it's actually very frightening it looks like it's
0: moving even though this isn't a gif it's just a jpeg oh, there's there's certainly someone really went to some painstaking you know minutia here to really really get this nailed down it's got the tattoos and everything wow you could say adrian Painstaking detail, painstaking, painstaking detail. This this poor doll has has needles everywhere, including in the crotch.
1: So no wonder he has struggles sometimes.
0: Let's see one more. Let's look at uh, Kevin Garnett's Twitter page. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Actually, at replies, scrolling none.
1: We couldn't find any mean tweets for Kevin Garnett, but that makes sense because Uh, you should. The first rule of uh, getting uh, into a war of words with Kevin Garnett is don't, don't do it, don't do that. You don't do that. Also, come on, Kevin Garnett doesn't have a Twitter.
0: No, be real. Nah, just kidding on that one. He's uh, too he's too old school. Way too old school. He, he, that's old I'm sure school he has a right phone. there. I'm sure he has a smartphone. He might still be using the you know the Twitter where they just send you a text message. You know I, what mean, I mean, Kobe just got into Twitter a few years ago, so there's still time for KG. Maybe when he retires. You got the bandwagon, KG. It's all good. All right, cool. That's going to do it for our main segment. Uh, but we got lots more show for you, so make sure you stick around. We have a sponsor coming up, and then we're going to get into Mailbag and a few other things. So stick around. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. the show scott it's time to pay the bills we have a sponsor for today's episode
1: once again thank you to our sponsors keeping us doing this podcast you because you know we don't work for free
0: love it today's programming is po- is made possible by the minneapolis lakers historical society whose mission is to inform future generations that five of the 16 titles flaunted by today's los angeles lakers were actually won here in minneapolis the real city of lakes
1: so the next time you see one of those jerky Lakers fans that fill up the Target Center twice a year whenever the Lakers are here, you know who they are. And they start rubbing in the reins. what rings? Oh, reins. the banners. Yeah, where were the banners at? <laughs> you just you you just go ahead and remind them that
0: who got the first 5, who who had the first Lakers dynasty. They started here way back in the day when the NBA was, you know, not really a thing, kind and, of kind and of you know starting what? out. They
1: should thank us because we could have killed the whole team in a plane crash in that Iowa snowfield, but they no. brought that plane down
0: safely. They made it. You know, so you know, all those all those titles, not not actually LA titles. Remember that. You've seen the Minneapolis Lakers logo. You know, obviously the team name makes so much more sense in a Minnesota context. There's not any lakes. In the LA. next
1: time you see a kid wearing like a camouflage neon Kobe Bryant Kobe, jersey Kobe at the, the game,
0: Aiden. just tell him you're welcome. You're welcome for those titles. Yeah, the Minneapolis Lakers Historical Society, you know, they're doing their thing. They're, they just want to make sure to get the word out. You know, you notice it's not the L.A. Lakers Historical Society. They're just trying to, you know, give Minnesotans, remind Minnesotans that there is, you know, there is hope. There is, There was a team back in the day that brought titles to Minnesota, and it was a basketball team.
1: I was about to say those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it, but I kind of feel like <laughs> that would be all right if we repeated the Lakers dynasty. So
0: maybe that doesn't work here. Yeah, I mean the Lakers. They, you know they're, they're doing their, they're doing they're doing they've done okay in L.A. Okay, they, they've they've won some titles and everything. But it all started here, Mr. George Mikan, a couple of other great players played right here in Minnesota at the at the Armory, right? They played out there at the Armory, winning, winning titles, yep. doing their thing. Um, someday the Timberwolves will win a title, and at the old auditorium as well, which is no longer standing. <laughs> That was a long time ago, though. Long time ago. So, thank you to the Minneapolis Lakers Historical Society. Go check them out. They're doing good things. They're making sure that you guys know all those titles were not won in LA. Stick around. We'll be right back. We got another segment. Mailbag is coming up. We'll be right back. Timberwolves, the podcast. It's a man. It's a mailbag, it's a mup muk mu-mup mu- mailbag, it's a mailbag, it's a mailbag, it's a mup mup muk mup mu- mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. And this segment's called mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters, send us your messages, send us your carrier pigeons. We wanna hear from you. Yeah.
1: I'm assuming you just played that catchy intro we have, in which case it always gets in my head. It's the it's best. A mail bag. It's, it's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. Right. There we go. It's a ma, ma, ma,
0: ma, ma mailbag. You know how it is. That is the song that tells you that it's time to read some mail. So
1: far every week,
0: Neil has been like, should
1: we do the mailbag segment again this week? And I'm like, yes, because I just want to hear that every hear week. That. I want well, to hear that every
0: week. Well, hey, we keep getting awesome questions sent into us. So we gotta keep going with mailbag. As long as you guys keep sending us stuff, we are going to do mailbag. It's a good way to uh, talk about some things. Contact us at WolvesCast. Cast. Email us. We you can go to our website TimberwolvesThePodcast You got it. Okay, let's dig into it. The first one comes to us from a gentleman named Fink. He's uh, at D S F I N K D S Fink on Twitter. Go follow him. He got those Kobe Bryant handles. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, his question is, what are your thoughts on the Wolves branding logo, jerseys, court, etc. over the years? And what direction would you like them to take? And again, that comes to us from Fink. He's out in LA.
1: So this is something that actually hits close to home for us. Uh, mm. A couple years back, we were making Timberwolves merchandise uh, under the guise of T-Wolves, T-E-E-Wolves. That's right. It's a bad name because you have to spell it out every time you say it. We weren't <laughs> thinking. We got too clever. Yeah. Really. But... That was because we felt like the stuff that's offered by the Timberwolves was really lacking in both style and artistic direction. Very generic. And so we wanted to do something better. And so through that process, I think we both had a lot of opportunities to reimagine what we think the Wolves could could look like right. and what we would like them to look like. And it's, I'd say it's a little harder said than done. You know, there's a lot of times where I'm like, there, this is not a great design. We can easily do better. And then you start to actually like draw out some ideas, and it's like, mm, it's tough to, yeah design exactly what you want it to be like um but it's something we've given a lot of thought to and i think it does need to change they've done a better job it was disaster years was like when they updated the jerseys and and it was like today's jerseys but they had the green trim around the neck yes it was like the early kevin love years yeah yeah that was a disaster since then it seems like every year despite not doing a complete logo overhaul or a complete brand refresh it, they are simplifying the design and it gets better and better every year they're just like the even like the wolves logo they introduced the secondary logo of the wolf howling at the moon yep. you'll see that design but like simplified a lot more now where they strip down a lot of the design elements and the colors and they've been doing that with their own logo if you look at the new practice courts it's very much just two tone like dark blue right. yeah that really gray. dark blue yeah, yeah navy and just the silhouette really of the of the logos and they also have changed the font. The font isn't as loud on the jerseys anymore. Right. It used to be like the W's were super pointy and <laughs> the V was super <laughs> pointy. And now like on the you know the sleeve jerseys it's it's much more uniform and kind of form fitting. And so I think that you know the design, the jerseys that came out with the sleeved ones are encouraging because that was something new oh, yeah. in a design direction with the M and the W on the sides. That was something we hadn't seen before. And at that time, they had—I remember reading stories about how they were consulting with like Kevin Love and other players on the mm. team about design directions that they wanted to take. But then things got shaky in the front office, and things changed. And I think we were probably in the midst of doing this. I think
0: it will happen in the next few years. But yeah, I think as soon as next year, you might see something. Um, especially now that they kind of have a nucleus they want to go forward with. Lots of excitement around the team more than any other year in the last recent memory. And also, you know, I think with the – you know, I think you're talking about the court – I think as you get the remodel at Target Center, that has to have a new court to go with it, maybe even two. The trend right now, it, you see what the Warriors and the Bucks is doing, alternate court, which is so cool. I hope that's something one, that every team really can adopt. So I, I think at least a new court will be coming next year. Here's my theory on that, by the way, because courts are expensive. They're super expensive. Right.
1: And so my theory is and huge to store. These alternate <laughs> courts that the Warriors and the Bucks have Aren't alternate courts? It's their next court. They're both getting new arenas. We're testing They are both getting new arenas. I think they just bought their courts early. They can be like, it's an alternate court. No, that's actually the court for their next floor. I'm I guessing. want multiple courts. That's I love, the new I love stadium. The
0: multiple courts idea.
1: I love that idea. I think though we're like. Just a quick aside, we're getting away from this. We're going to have a future one day where all the courts are just projected, like all the things on the courts are projected <laughs> from like underneath or above. Yeah, and like you see on
0: the pregames. The exactly. Pre-game and intros, yeah.
1: that way you don't have to change the floor when it's like a WNBA game versus a college game versus an NBA game. You just change the projections of Put the it lighting. It's the future. Book it. Okay, but back so, yeah. on topic, where, where do you want to see the Wolves go?
0: Well, I mean, I think just, just to see something different and to see something, you know, a little bit more basic and – you know, to just to really switch it up, a, you know, a little bit, and, and and offer a different kind of look. I, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to go for, but
1: can we hire know. the Bucks people to do it and not oh, the Clippers the Bucks, people? The slash the Miami Heat because the
0: Miami Heat were the people who designed the Clippers logo. The new Bucks jerseys are the best in the league in the last couple the new years. Logo as as the new logo is fire. Goes. Yeah, that that's really good. Their lot, court is great. A lot, of, a lot of Wolves fans, I think, want us to go back to the old Shep logo. That's a good one with the wolf. Old first logo. That's a good look. A lot of, I, I see a lot on Twitter of like they want to see the green jerseys back. You know, the, those, 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 green, uh, those green unis. You know, maybe something like that would be cool. We've never really had those.
1: I've got a pitch for you.
0: Yeah. Winter. It's never been
1: cooler. With Game of Thrones, <laughs> winter is coming. It's all about, you know, how cool it is up north at the wall. Like Everyone's it. wearing these cool jackets and stuff. And every, snow is big right now. Everyone's kind of into snow. And so I think what we do is we embrace that cold aspect. Our colors, we go white and black. White for the whiteness of snow and the whiteness of the sky during winter. Black for how dark it gets early. Anyone who's survived a survivor of Minnesota winter, winter it's dark all the time. So you have black and white. Kind of like if you uh, you have that Wiggins jersey from the rookie sophomore game. Yes. That's a great Rising jersey Stars, with black yeah. and white. Yeah. And then I'd say our third trim color is like an icy blue. Like something I that like speaks it. like very icy. Ice. And then you you just try to have like a white out jersey and like a dark out jersey and like something that really implies light. The, you know the starkness of winter. Yeah, Scott's going
0: gonna to mock that up for us and uh, get us something cool looking for uh, for the next show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep your eye out for that, and then I'll show it to you on the podcast because it's such a visual medium. <laughs> next question comes to us from Molly. She's at underscore Molly triple M M MMM, M. Hey Molly, like three Ms. Um, her question is: Do you miss in-game host b Right Target Center in-game host? B-Rights that's Molly from St. Paul. Yeah, I mean B-Rights. Fun mean, fact, when we were considering
1: names for the podcast, The Noise yes. is Working was a finalist. <laughs> that was B-Rights catch catchphrase. The Noise is Working. Here's my thing, here's my thoughts on do, b, b First Wright.
0: of all, do you like in-arena hosts at all?
1: I think there's a place for them. I think that, you know, by by their
0: very nature they're supposed to be annoying. Right. They're supposed to kind of be in your face. Air on the side of way too much excitement rather than subtle there's no cool way to do it you can't just like <laughs> stroll
1: out there and be like hey guys here's the deal of the game if you want it that's cool if you don't no it's off do. my nose yeah,
0: do whatever you want yeah no it's supposed to be basically screaming looking right into the into the camera pointing at it you gotta be able to throw t-shirts but yeah i think you're right like overall it is kind of i think it's overused you're but doomed you to fail have one. You, gotta you gotta have, have one, one. Yeah.
1: and i think that's why you know i have understanding for b right i yeah. think we were all kind of sick of him by the end of it because there was but he was given an, like an impossible task you, you know we would be out of a game by like 30 points <laughs> all the other teams like starters would be done for the night wearing like their warm-ups and stuff again and then he would come out to the like a, like not even half empty. Like maybe there's 10% of the target center crowd is still there. He has to try to get them like on their feet. No way they're standing up at this point. Come on. Who are you trying to fool? Be right. We're not trying to cheer for Greg was like fourth quarter garbage time minutes. Be right. And so I feel for him. He had to be yes. the guy who
0: was like, the noise is working to a dead arena. And that's not an easy job. He was the hype man for the probably worst stretch of Timberwolves basketball in the franchise history. Like the five years in there. It just really yeah, lean it's times. brutal. It was a tough and job. And
1: also, it's one of those jobs, I think, that you're, you're fresh and you're new and you're fun the first year or two. Right. But then you just. You stop putting it in because you're just kind of phoning it in a little bit. It's something you've done before, and then you're stop- You're just using the same old catchphrases at the same old times. Like that's what Beat Wright kind of fell into in his last year. It was just a bunch of catchphrases like the noise is working and stuff right. like that. That it just seemed like he was going through the motions as well. So I think that's one of those jobs you need to keep refreshing it. You know, get new blood in all the time.
0: You know, right now I, I want to give a shout out. This question reminds me. The other tough thing that B Wright had to do was follow Mr. Mike Rylander, aka Fake Wally. That was the person who had that job before B-Wright in Arena host. Fake Wally looked like Wally Zerbiak. Uh, I feel like he's kind actor. of the gold standard, you know? He was the guy for maybe like six, seven years before that, you know, the late KG years and stuff. So, you know, he was he was so good at his job. It was always just him, just him solo. Um, I, I don't know. I think it was hard to follow him. So I, I, it's tough for b right to have to follow fake Wally. That's true.
1: b Wright's predecessors have much less of a mountain to climb in that regards. b right, if you're listening,
0: holla at us. We'd love, to, we'd love to hear from you and get your take on how those years were <laughs> being the arena host right. of Target. Hey, Center. man, if we would interview b right. b right, you hear this, man? Let's do it. The noise worked. The noise is working. All right, last question here. Uh, it comes to us uh, from Dave. No Twitter handle uh, provided. He says, with the news that the NBA is forming a summer league consisting of former players, if you made a team of former Timberwolves what are, who are no longer in the league... What are your Mm -hmm. starting five going to be? And that's uh, from Dave in Duluth.
1: So they're out of the league. This league is going to be like a lot of retired players. Like uh, Rashid Wallace is going to play and things like that. Yeah.
0: So sort of like freshly retired guys, maybe that uh, you know were in the league for a short period. um, You know, or still young or older guys who were maybe you know pretty good in their time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of Timberwolves players who are currently playing
0: overseas for. European and Chinese teams. <laughs> that's right. so we put together five guys who you know I think are sort of you could still play you could still lay some up and do some things in the summer league type environment first up Chauncey Billups that's our point guard right Ooh, there that's uh, he's, he's setting up the show Chauncey Billups he's
1: been retiring enough time I feel like he's had time to have the surgeries get his knees right probably two years up, off but he's not so old yet that he stopped working out he still sees himself as an athlete probably keeps himself in shape yeah. I bet he shoots every day
0: yeah Chauncey you know I think he won a title and was the finals MVP for for Detroit but played a couple years in Minnesota we'll claim him that's right Who's next? He just barely beat out uh, Luke Rindauer, by the way. We were really hotly
1: debating <laughs> Luke, Luke.
0: Luke, you almost made this list, but I think he might still be an NBA player. Luke, yeah. He, I don't think he's playing this year, but he's still in I, the he's union. Not done. He's definitely in the union. He's not still. done. Yeah. All right, who's the other player in our backcourt, Scott?
1: Calling him back from China. Oh. Stefan Marbury. did oh. Did work the first time around, but Starbury. now we have an older, more mature Stefan. <laughs> he's a guy who has found inner peace. In China, like so many people do. He's got face
0: tattoos now.
1: He has a statue in China. He has a musical about him in China that he stars in. He's a hero. He is a Chinese superstar. And, and he's still
0: balling in China, which is, you know, maybe not the best league. You know, I think uh, League after the NBA is right up there. But it's still it's still up there. He's still playing. Still play. He's still playing he's games, lacing up sneakers, lacing up the and ones. I think this Champions League is, is, is right up his alley. Yep. But it's time for a reunion. He's going to be there. Next guy, uh, AK-47. Only played K. one. One okay. year with the Wolves, but we can so, claim him forever. We're, we're keeping him. We're keeping him. We want him. We want him on our team. Karolinko, uh, I believe he's working at uh, Cheska Moscow, maybe heading think up he's his like GM or I something there. I think he's the there. president
1: of all Rush, like, Russian national yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah. So
0: he's doing his thing, I obviously. he had to
1: do that to like, give it enough credit to be like, accepted by FIBA again. There's like, some weird I'm stuff here. going on. Yeah, and K47. He, 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 he lended the legitimacy to it because who, who wouldn't trust Andre? That
0: is, a, that is a straight shooting guy. I hope we can lure him back for this Champions League, though. You know, come it, on, come on back. See that dragon tattoo okay.
1: again? <laughs> stretched out across his shoulders. See that floppy hair? He can still play. I guarantee you Andre can still
0: I play. I love AK. I'm so glad we got the one season of him.
1: I think this next one will be shocking to some people because there are a lot of uh, forwards that have played for the team that are somewhere in the world. Anthony Randolph is out there. Maybe Dark Erd. <laughs> <or> not uh <laughs> Anthony Rand- Brad Miller is out there. Yeah. But like right here we're going with. Very former or recent Timberwolf. yeah, Robbie Hummel. Hummel, Man, his own.: I'm a big Robbie Hummel fan. He just yeah, did everything well. He stayed within himself. We never really got a chance to like really shine. So I feel like we don't even we didn't even see his his ceiling. You know, we didn't see him top out on his potential. He's still in the prime years of his life. He's still reaching his athletic prime. I think he's like 27, 26 right now. Yeah. So that's really when you're hitting your athletic years. And so I think he could bring it. He already proved that he could work in this team concept. He'll be the youngest guy on this team by far. We need a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be the young blood. I think. I think we need him. I'm all aboard having Robbie Hubble back.
0: All right, and the last one to round out our front court, Mr. Darko Milicic. I mean, I don't know what kind of shape he's in right now or what whatever he's doing. He's I, kickboxing, so he's in some kind of shape. Oh, at okay, least. I like that kickboxing. So you know, I don't even know what Darko would want. I feel like he would not want to do this. Well, he he never wanted to be in the NBA in the first place, but
1: we would trick him the same way we did before with paychecks. Take this money, take this check,
0: come play for us in the Champions League, Darko.
1: Being tall never goes out of shape. He is huge, especially in the Champions League. You think guys are going to have many jumps left in their knees? He's
0: not going to have to jump to block these guys. I think this Champions League thing is going to be about yeah, you want to put a competitive team out there, but you also need marketable players. I think that's where Stefan comes in, and that's definitely where Darko comes in. Not enough people got to see Darko. He's kind of like a a urban legend at this point. I just realized
1: we put Stefan and Darko on the same team though. That violates the head case rule. You can only have you can only have one. You can only have one. You can't. And we picked two of the biggest headcases in Timberwolves history.
0: (laughs) You can't let them bond. Yeah, it'd be like trying to put Michael Beasley on this team. (laughs) All right, that's it for Mailbag. Thanks for all your questions again. Make sure you're sending them our way every week. We'll get to them and talk about them. Good times. Thank you so much for sending oh, in your questions. Should we have put Michael Beasley on the team? Oh, well, maybe, maybe the next go around. Let's know. Bees, bees. But yeah, stick around. We have some more segments coming for you. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Right now, it's time for a new segment. New segment time right here. Episode three. We're still coming up with new segments. We're always going to be coming up with new segments, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I am so... I have such a att- short attention span. <laughs> I can't...
0: I get bored so easily. There's always right. going to be something different. Right. So we need some, some new segments to go along with the old standbys like Mailbag. This segment's called Power Rankings. Power. P-p-power. Power. Power. Pop, power.
1: Listening to us, at least we're putting this out. This podcast is being released on Black Friday. That's right.
0: We're recording it right before Thanksgiving, but one of the Black darkest Friday days here Shopping on American season. Retail season. That's right. Shopping season is here for the holidays. Have no. you ever
1: had to work a Black Friday job?
0: Oh yeah, I've had to work a couple Black Fridays. Did Black Friday at Kohl's? Ooh. In Apple Valley, and I Got believe it. I worked a Black Friday at uh, Urban Outfitters in the Mall of America. Get those doorbuster sales on khakis at
1: Kohl's. Oh, the Kohl's day was nuts. That was something else. I did. I did one at the Twins Pro Shop. <laughs> and it wasn't as bad, still pretty bad. <laughs> Did you have good deals on tickets? Oh, we had great deals in the store. A lot of buy one, get something free, because this was during the years where the Twins were really going downhill. and We were like,
0: we have tons of Josh Willingham jerseys or like yeah. Del Young jerseys. <laughs> like, we got to get rid of these. Okay, so our power ranking list today is uh, thrifty tips for Timberwolves fans. So we've been going to games for a while now, being fans for a while now. Being poor for a longer time. Being way broke. We often do not have the money to, to spend how we'd like on Timberwolves type things. I've, so
1: I've long advocated that this, the biggest, Silver lining: the best thing about being a diehard fan of a terrible team is that being a broke college grad who is paying crazy student loans and trying to make my my way in the city, I've been able to go to so many games. Like nobody in our income group should be able to go as as many games and sit at a slower level as often as we did over the past four or five years. That's right. It's absurd. We took most advantage of it. I know that's going to go away once we're good again, (laughs) and that's part of it. We're ready for that. But trust us, we know where where how to do stuff
0: on the cheap. That's right, and uh, we're gonna off at number six uh is parking you know that you know parking um getting to the game really in minnesota in minneapolis doesn't have to cost you all that there's event parking situations you want to avoid those a b c ramp no no
1: that's <laughs> right. although the ramp that we like ninth and lasalle mm-hmm. that's connected by skyway so you get it in that ramp you, you don't even have to be in this now on the walk there yeah it's
0: about three blocks away you get to go, be connected in the skyway it's a nice, nice spot. It's kind of run down, but whatever.
1: It's run down. It's like the only open air kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. parking garage. Most of them are indoors. But I like it because you can park on the, the ceiling. And then when you get back to your car at night, you get this great skyline view of like the city lit up around you. Mm, beautiful. Silver linings.
0: We've also been known to park at Darby's, which is a bar over by Target Field. We
1: love Darby's Pub and Grill. It is a great little pub. It's by the Target Field Station, you know, uh, right across the Ford Center. And yeah. so right next to that is, I think it's called like the Designer's Guild building. But it has Darby's Pub and Grill. They have a great patio in the summer. You should go there for Twins Games. I host Trivia there every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. if you want to come see me. Yeah. Um, they treat us awesome. It's Shouts. also a really good bar. So what do we do is we park there because it's free parking at free Darby's. Parking, go free in, parking. grab a drink from parking, Darby's. Ramp,
0: not just a lot. Ramp. You're covered a from ramp. the from the elements.
1: Exactly. And then you can just, you know, pop in, get a beer before the game. And then once uh, you know, the game's about to start, it's a short walk. It's you got to walk from basically the light rail stop at Target Field to the bus station that is at the end of that block. Because then once you're at the bus station, you can go indoors indoors. and skyway
0: the rest of the way. Kind of chilly. Free parking. That's a good one. Also, last on the parking, public transit. Uh, I know in previous years, if you had a Timberwolves ticket to that night's game, you get to ride for free. But usually the Wolves have a good way to ride public transit for cheap. Next up on the power ranking, Scott, what do we have at number five?
1: Don't buy tickets from the direct source. I mean, don't buy tickets from the Timberwolves, basically, because those prices are tough. I was looking at tickets for... uh, there was a game coming up. That it's yeah. the one next Tuesday. There's going to be a T-shirt deal, and it's oh, okay. kind of a cool, like uh, Christmasy kind of like holiday, yes. like sweater kind of yes, shirt. Yeah, holiday theme. Yeah, and so I was just like, okay, well, let's see what like an upper deck ticket would cost. And it's like upper deck sidelines are thirty bucks, uh-huh. and like upper deck, like the worst seats literally the worst seats are 20 bucks and it's just like if you check the resale market especially the day of Mm. it's a great ticket system Wolves Tix has a a great way of like reselling every one of those tickets is cheaper than the actual price just get them from someone else it's a lot more flexibility a game day you can see how you're feeling
0: if you want to go if you don't want to go resale's where it's at I mean again Wolves again have switched to flash seats uh, this year so all their seats Uh, either, you know, whether it's from the Wolves directly or secondhand, you're going to go through flash seats to get those. So they've kind of taken, taken hold of that now a little bit more taken into their own hands. And usually I'm against it when they
1: take they take like the kind of power out of the market, but it's, there's no fees and stuff. It's way cheaper than StubHub on general back when StubHub, I'd buy tickets from there.
0: Yeah. So you really want to look into that. I mean, there still are listings on Craigslist. All the purchasing does have to go through flash seats, but you can get deals. You know, some people look on, look on Craigslist. Some Or have season tickets and want to cut people in on a certain number of games so you can, you know, get some, uh, get a little bit of a discount a, a that way. Of, if you know you can go to a certain amount of games, if you know there's games you want to get to, you can buy those games in bulk and uh, pay less for them.
1: A lot of people buy season tickets with the idea that they'll sell a certain amount
0: of those tickets to and help games. pay for the cost, defer yeah. the cost. Yeah, so really check out the resale market. That's a good way to get it going.
1: Also, something that'll help you as your ticket's going on this is number four on our power list. Yes. Is let the season go on because yeah. enthusiasm for the wolves always dies out. Always starts high. People start podcasts. Want to see the new players? Yeah, yeah. people start podcasts. People start podcasts were in the blogging fall, like crazy. Ho! And usually, I'd say after the All Star break, if not before, usually it's the All Star break is where enthusiasm really peaks. Afterwards. It's always kind of a, we're not going to make the playoffs. The players don't seem to play as hard in April, like I said. And and even in March, our record isn't great. It's cold. People want to stay in. Yeah. It's it's the middle of winter. Baseball season's just around the corner. (laughs) And, you know, there's just like definitely less people at the Target Center in February, March, and April than there are now. So if you feel like, man, I know like I'm feeling right now. I've only been to one game this season because I'm saving for my wedding. Yeah. But I know that in the new year. Once I'm a, a husband, <laughs> yes. tickets will be really ch- cheap because I can go to like 30 games then and it won't feel like I only went to one game yes. all season. But I, I could probably go for like to 10 games in the new year for the price I could go to two games right now. It's just yes. there's a lot of enthusiasm right now. But just wait.
0: It'll, mm-hmm. it'll die out. There's 41 games Yes, on to number three, merch deals. Uh, there's a couple of merch deals throughout the year that we like to take advantage of. Um, number one, my favorite one is the Timberwolves rummage sale. Which happens, I believe, on the first home game. It was. Homes, home, first home I, preseason game, typically.
1: It, I, I think it's usually the last home preseason mm, yeah. game. Yeah. So, so, in
0: a preseason game, what the Wolves will do is behind section 101, they'll set up a bunch of tables. And just kind of put out a whole bunch of old promo items, one dollar uh, Johnny Flynn bobbleheads. right? Marketing materials like so, like pic, like over like blown up pictures of like Corey Brewer and stuff like that. Like, get, like stuff that they would put a, around the around the community or in you can get the, a Indiana. sign like
1: Greg Steams sneaker for five dollars. Yeah, so, mu- just so, so much just kind of weird really, stuff. Really,
0: like it just really is a rummage sale. Like this was in the basement. Let's gather it all. Let's see how many dumb Wolves fans we could sell this crap to. But for people like us, we love it. We, the we are those dumb vans it's the only time you can find some of these things and so it's a good time to pick up some merch or whatever that sale took
1: a year-long hiatus this year i went to that preseason game against the bucks (laughs) and because when they moved to the they moved their offices from the target center to the mayo clinic uh, practice facility they had a huge rummage sale at that time okay and they really cleaned house on that one so i don't think they had the gear this year but next year all the, you don't get a Zach Levine bobblehead this year. Just wait, you know, just wait till next year.
0: You got me a, you got me a Corey Brewer, uh, uh, what, what would they call that? Where, you know, they were the, the team was pitching Corey Brewer, I think his rookie for year, the second st- year for most improved Brew <laughs> Brew brewers Brew. And so they made like this, this coffee type, uh, product with a mug and with the coffee bean packaging and with little, little, uh, coasters and stuff. And th- this was not for public consumption. These are items that are mailed to the media and stuff like that. And they were selling it at the Robin sale. Really cool stuff that you can't find anywhere else. Did you ever make
1: that coffee? Because I felt a little weird giving it to you because those beans were definitely like five or six years old at least.
0: They're either like stale beans or it's like some sort of styrofoam in the middle. I oh, not sure. It, I think that it, was it. I, actually, beans. I
1: think we looked in there and there was no <laughs> beans styrofoam. inside. It was just dressed up like one. What yeah. are some
0: other ways that we can get merch deals? What are some other merch Here's deals?
1: Here's the one that I'm huge on. Is yeah. Go to the state fair, ah, especially early in on in summer. the week. They are always selling all the players who aren't on the team. That's how I got like my Karolinko shirt, shirt, uh, you know, jerseys they're called. Yeah. Like the shirt, jersey, <laughs> t-shirt, t-shirt, t-shirt yeah. jersey. Yeah, those are like five bucks for former players. You can get the replica jerseys for like $10, 15 bucks for former players. I hoop every Monday night, when we <laughs> when, we wear colors and whites, and when we have to wear white, I throw on my D Will jersey <laughs> that I got at the state fair for ten bucks. Yeah, and like I remember two years ago there was all these Ricky and Peck ones and I was like what the heck Why do you guys know something we
0: don't
1: and so you can even get current players it's really just go and you could drop like $40 and get like four jerseys that day like it's it's a really good deal
0: yeah as long as you don't mind buying wool stuff in August just you know just go for it go get those Kevin
1: Love jerseys and especially now that uh, the league is moving uh, their uh, contract with Adidas is up Mm -hmm. I think they're going Nike Yep. and so you know when Nike starts putting their jerseys in stores they're going to get rid of all those Adidas jerseys super cheap all right. That's right, Scott. Stay what's fair. the
0: next? Uh, what's the next item on our power rankings list for thrifty tips for Timberwolves fans? Be sneaky. Ooh. there's Lots of ways to Shh. cut your cost. Shh. <laughs> Be sneaky.
1: <It's>, people <laughs> might listen to this. Question number two. Tip two. Tip two. Be sneaky. Be sneaky. There's, there's little things you can do. You can sneak in through like a movie theater. That's right. Bring a purse, uh, bring a bag, put
0: get some big pockets. Bring a know, bring a fiance with you. She that. can put stuff in her purse. <laughs> as long as there's no like metal or whatever, you'll be getting through the you get through the, you know, metal detector fine. Bring in some candy, yeah, exactly, just like a movie, and, and eat that way, wrap up a sandwich. You and know? something
1: that we did often uh, in the leaner years, <laughs> and to be honest, it was easy enough to buy lower level seats, that a lot of times we buy lower level seats, but whenever there's an occasion where we'd have to buy an upper level seat, you scout what seats never fill up during the first half. You yeah, look, first what half. Seats, what eat. seats never get people in them.
0: Yeah, usually Cause, in the corners. Because
1: if you come back to your seat in the upper deck for the second half, you'll notice all those seats are filled, mysteriously, <laughs> they all filled up at halftime. What happened? how the that happen? And I will will credit the Timberwolves for this because I hate the worst example of this behavior of not letting people move down to lower seats when they're empty is Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, I've been there for like an extra inning game, 14th inning, it's raining, no one's there in the stadium. There's like 100 people there. And those ushers are just stormtroopers. They got their arms <laughs> full and they're like, no, so let me proud. see your and ticket. i so
0: proud. I work at Wrigley Field. Yeah, standing
1: in an empty section like, let me see your ticket. You uh. can't go down. And so you look at Wrigley games in the fourth <laughs> inning and you're like, oh, Cubs are 14th inning and they're like, oh, Cubs fans suck. There's no one there. And like... Timberwolves is like it's already got a problem where you watch the fourth quarter of a Timberwolves game and there's not a lot of people at Target Center most years because we've been so bad. Right. And so like I will give eternal credit to Ushers for building fan goodwill and not being like, you see that huge empty section? That's not for you. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that they don't enforce the rule. They do, but they're not so strict. Yeah. Yeah, You can you can get by with it, and they're not going to make a big issue of it. And that's to their credit. These more sold out games that we went to, into the Warriors one, we couldn't sneak down there because the scary's a little tighter. And so I. I don't think it's a bad thing to say this. I think they do a good job of realizing where that line is. Absolutely,
0: Cool. Well, we have one more thing. One more uh, number one uh, power rankings thrifty tip for Timberwolves fans. Straight up steal. Steal. Just take stuff from people. Stuff that's not yours can be yours. It can be yours. If someone's not looking, you can just grab it. You
1: think money needs to change hands in a transaction, but really the only thing that needs to change hands is what you're taking. That's right. Yeah, so change from their hands to your hands.
0: Now it's very difficult this year with flash seats to steal tickets. Right. But you know, if you if you get creative with this, you can. Here's still a do great it. way to you do, can do it. Still do it. Steal
1: someone's phone. Yeah,
0: just take because the then phone.
1: you get a phone and you get their flash tickets on it.
0: Yep. It could you could get season tickets that way.
1: Exactly. So uh, it's easy. People are idiots on the light rail with their headphones in. Yeah. All you gotta do is wait for the doors to start closing and then grab and run.
0: Turn to a life of crime and steal, people. That's That's the number one thrifty
1: Timberwolves fan tip from us to you. Just don't tell anybody you heard it
0: here first. (laughs) We'll be right back with our last segment. We're going to play a game. Stick around. Timberwolves, the podcast. Time to play a game. Today's game is called Sound Off. (laughs) (laughs) these are examples of sound effects that's how the game works one of us will say the name of a Timberwolves player or coach and the other person must respond with a sound effect that describes their feelings about the player or that player or the coach easy enough right scott
1: tell me how you feel in the sound effect about andrew wiggins Going to war. Andrew Wiggins, That's a warrior. Right. That's right. Fourth quarter. He was things Brings out the guns. He just detonated, all, detonated <laughs> all over Target Center the other night.
0: That's right. Andrew Wiggins blowing stuff up these days. Keep it up, Wiggy. All right. Next one. Scott Zach Levine. dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. It's the Jaws theme for Zach Levine. It's that feeling of anticipation you get whenever you see Levine waiting to check in at the scores table. He's sitting down, you're like, oh no. Is Ricky gonna check out? Who is he
0: gonna be
1: And then it's also the feeling you get sometimes when you see him charging down the lane. Is it gonna be a turnover or a monster dunk? Yeah.
0: Oh, here, here it is, Zach dun, Levine. Dun, 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 looks like, dun, looks like dun, there's going to be a dribble dun, handoff. Dun, 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 oh, what's going to happen? He threw it
1: into the passing lane. It got oh. picked off. He tried to force one really hard. You
0: never know what you're going to get with Zach
1: Levine these days. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and go to the alpha Timberwolf, the greatest Timberwolf of all time. Neil, how do you feel about Kevin Garnett? I thought it was gonna be father time or somebody walking up the stairs. <laughs> that's right. TikTok. Either, either way, it's KG. It's either father time or he's the sound of something bad coming up the stairs those to get are, you. It was
0: the sound of his knees when he's walking up the stairs. <laughs> clicking. His, yeah. his knees be clicking. <laughs> Click, Ooh. That's probably true. All right, last one. Prized rookie. Cat Carl Anthony Towns. What's the sound effects, got? And here's the pitch. <sighs> That's a home run! Yeah! The old baseball end of the game. Carl Anthony Towns, he is a home run. I can't think of enough, like, cliche
1: sports things to say about how great of a pick we got. They number one pick and the biggest, like, what a great draft to have the number one pick. This Ooh. is a home run. It's a slam dunk. It's a touchdown. It is a goal. It is, you know... Putting one through the uprights.
0: (laughs) All of that. That's what we have with Carl Anthony Towns. We love it. It's It's a turkey. It's three strikes. So that does it for our show, episode three of Timberwolves, the podcast. Thank you for listening again and again and again. I mean, I want to I want to assume that you've listened to all the podcasts. Don't you think that everyone's listening to all of them by now?
1: And if, if this is your first one you're listening to, you can go back and hit episode one and two. We don't st- we don't talk about like current events or recent games. We're not doing game recaps. Right. And so like when you go back, you're gonna hear some fun segments that are still applicable to today. It's not like they're outdated because they're two weeks old.
0: Yeah, they're a little more evergreen for us. So go back, give those a listen. But we're gonna keep doing the show once a week. Share it with your friends if you got any friends figure out who the biggest timberwolves fan is in your crew you know and yeah, if or you, fa- friends or family or whoever you know is wearing that wolf shirt through all those bad years th- that's that's what this podcast is for it's for them
1: and if you don't have any friends we're here for you you know we'll, we'll be, your, be friend. your friends yeah it's cool Wolvescast. we aren't your friends so write us a write a letter to us
0: thank you so much for listening to our show we'll be back next week until then
1: you know what they say the best way to get rid of an enemy is to make him a friend